My name is Torin, and in this very special episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing James Pelton. James is a very successful computer engineer turned entrepreneur investor from Nebraska who coded what we know as the mass text message alert system for businesses. After selling his equity and moving into real estate and venture capital, James started hitting his strides on identifying winning companies. Seeing the enormous opportunity in crypto, James decided to start a YouTube channel back in December. Fast forward to today. Today, he's almost at 50,000 subscribers, growing very quickly and almost reaching his $10,000 per day passive income goal. Today, we go over his start in business, his experience in venture capital, building these multi-million dollar portfolios on YouTube, the keys to his success and actionable lessons you can put forward today. So if you're interested in this type of content, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to both my channel and James's down below. I'm doing a Gleam giveaway for my subscribers over $2,700 up for grabs. So go down and check that out. But without further ado, let's dive into the extreme value from this conversation. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, meet with me on a little podcast. Let me ask you some questions. If you wouldn't mind briefly introducing yourself, maybe where you're from and what you're currently up to. Sure. Yeah. So my name is James Pelton and currently I am a YouTuber, uh, mostly in kind of passive income, but kind of been focused on the crypto space um here recently and so I'm, I'm in lincoln nebraska where i just was born and i just never left um the weather's terrible but it's just all my friends and family are here so i just have never ventured out much um i was a software developer software engineer and um kind of ran e-commerce for a few companies then i wrote my own software that sends out mass text messages so that's kind of all the spam text messages that you get are kind of like my contribution to the world, you know, so I'm happy to, uh, that's very happy cool. To so, have helped. Sorry to interrupt, but that was, uh, I think I took a look at your LinkedIn page. So you created this own software, you have software development background. And if I'm not mistaken, did you exit as well, the company? Yeah. Yep. So I started it in like 2011, just as a side project, but then kind of grew it. Um, and we ended up with 40,000 customers and 11 wow. employees. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of, it got to be so big where it got to the point where it was pretty stressful running the whole thing. And so I had a company that came in in 2020 and gave me a good offer. And I said, you know what, that's, that would be less stressful, not having uh, to run this. So I took that and then, yeah, that's when I got into, and then I kind of took just like a few months off and I did nothing. Yeah. Um, but I quickly realized, and, uh, people might realize this, they think that like retirement is the goal. But then when you get to that point, you can only do it for so long where you're like, man, there's only so many Netflix shows to watch, so many books to read, and you get super bored. A and hobby I really a week. Like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even, it wasn't even, it was maybe like three days. <laughs> and then I was like, I woke up one morning and I was like, I need something to do. Like, I need to build something. I'm not made to just sit here and do nothing. So um, it, that's when I got into investing and I started kind of just with more, uh, like stock market index funds. Um, but then, you know, as I was talking with people, I worked my way kind of into real estate. And okay. um, then that kind of led me, I joined an investment group and we started doing like angel investing and venture capital and things like that. Uh, and then eventually I found my way to cryptocurrency and just the, uh, it's, it's so easy to get involved compared to like real estate. Yeah. Um, and the returns have been really good for me. Um, and then that's I actually... No, there's like 
20 IPOs a day, right? Basically. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. That's what world. it is. Yeah. Yep. And it's just a matter of finding the right ones, which is kind of how venture capital is too, is you're, you have all these projects coming to you saying, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And you kind of have to pick. Okay. Who's telling which the truth. Do I think going to make yep. it? Yeah. No yep. kidding. Exactly. Which uh, sort of leads into, I guess we will get to get to crypto, but what kind of uh, requirements what were your venture capital um, after what kind of projects were you guys interested in? Maybe it's the niche or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we were mostly looking for passive income. So we weren't mostly looking okay. for equity. We were mostly looking for, Hey, we want some cash flow. Um, so that's mainly what we, what we looked for. So we did all sorts of stuff like, um, yeah, re some real estate syndication companies, things like that, like storage units, um, very cool. All, all sorts of things. Just, just a grab bag. New technology, you know, was a portion of what we did. Although that's very volatile. I mean, that's very actually tech is very similar to crypto and just the volatility and all that. Right. Um. So kind of yeah, like you said, diversify. Coffee company. I can, I can totally uh, see how this is intertwining with now your YouTube. So what? At what point did you uh maybe leave that company? Maybe you're still working or just started filming videos and and creating your own portfolio. Yeah. So, um, you know, eventually most of these venture capital deals, you know, require a lot of capital to get involved. And then you don't really see that much return. Like if we could get a, you know, 15% annual return, we'd be like, oh man, that was such a, such a good win. Um, then when I got into crypto, some of the returns are just so crazy. Like yield nodes has been getting me, you know, eight or 9% a month. For... I appreciate for that recommendation. I actually just started as well due to you. Did so I you? appreciate that. Yeah. Watched the tutorial and loved, loved it. So appreciate that. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I it's, it's been awesome. Um, I've been in it for a year now and it's just crazy that I was, I'm getting a month, what most of my returns are in a year. And so it's just crazy. So then I started moving away from the venture capital and I've been moving more into crypto and uh, it actually was my wife who was like, hey, I'm tired of you talking about all these crypto projects. Um, and I was like, well, I need an outlet. I need to tell somebody about this. Yeah. And uh, so I filmed my first video and it was well received. And then I, I just started in December. But yeah, I'm up to 46,000 subscribers or something, uh, which is yeah. I didn't expect it to kind of take off that way. Um, so but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. No, that's that's awesome to hear. Again, doing a bunch of research into why people follow people. Right. And almost a hero's journey to create that uh, 10K. Is Am I mistaken with the 10K a day passive income is your play? That's my so, journey. Yeah, I so, have that. That's one of my series. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So something we can keep continue to come back on and and, and learn from you is is a great uh, storyline or design. Awesome like that. So part of my questions were, how do you then take what you learned from venture capital to crypto? And um, I assume because we're from the same cloth here you're getting emails like a bazillion emails how do you wade through that do you have someone to break it down for you you're doing a video a day so you're obviously reaching a ton of projects but uh how is your process to sort of pick for yourself because it seems like you're doing quite well which is great to see yeah yeah so actually at first i didn't take what i learned in venture capital over to crypto because it okay. didn't seem applicable when we were in the bull market um, it just seemed like anything that I put money into three or four X, like every time when we were in the bull market. And yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Like, is there, is it even possible to lose money in crypto? Cause it was just every, like if I got in on an IPO day one, all right, you know, initial coin offering, 
it would three X like every time. And then I would yeah. exit and be like, okay, well, this is, I guess, a fun way to live. And it wasn't until we got into the bear market where it stopped being that way. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this is feeling more like my venture capital days. I actually have to be picky and choose who I think is going to succeed and who's not going to succeed. Um, so what I've really been looking for recently is utility. So like, are they doing something? Is there a revenue stream other than just, oh, hopefully more people buy the token in the future than are buying out? Because in the bear market, that's just not happening. We don't have new, like the market cap of crypto was up to 3 trillion and now it's at 1 trillion and we have 10,000 more projects than we had. Um, yeah. So we're just not, it, we just can't rely in the bear market on new investors coming in. So I'm looking for other revenue streams. Um, and I really like the AMA on my channel. I do the AMA style where I just want to meet the team and ask them all the questions that I have. And then I just kind of like Shark Tank, right? And then I just like to my audience, hey, watch um, the questions that I ask. And then like my update videos, I show you, okay, that one I really believed. And I put like yield knows I have $170,000 in there. So you can tell, okay, he really believes in that one. Whereas some of them, I might be like, oh yeah, I put $500 into that one and try to give people a feel for, okay, that he didn't like that AMA as much um, is kind of the way I approach it. And now are, are these your strong feelings of conviction for yourself that it's going to last? Like obviously being in crypto, we've seen that it's impossible to predict. So with what kind of conviction are you having with these projects? Is it, and I also saw you uh, were a part of their full audit. So you got to know the team and. And obviously that really helps as well too. But in terms of how many projects you're looking at, um, where does that like, I guess, little tick off come when you say, okay, this is actually decent enough. This isn't a Ponzi scheme or I, I mean, they're all basically Ponzi schemes, but yeah, uh, at, at least this one has a runway of a year, we'll say. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I look for is I, I my three categories I'm looking at or are, is there a long-term potential for this? Like five years down the road, do I think this will still be here? Then the second criteria is, is it making a lot of passive income now? And do I think it'll last long enough for me to get my ROI, to get my initial money back? So like yield nodes locks you up for six months, your initial capital. So it's basically with yield nodes, I'm not really looking five years out. I don't know in five years, like you said, no one can predict that. But I have confidence from looking at their numbers that in six months, Yield nodes will still be here and my capital, I can bring bring it all out. Um, and then I kind of do like a strategy based on how secure I think my funds are. I do like a 50% take profit, 50% keep compounding um, is kind of what I do. Um, and then I have a third criteria, which is basically how likely do I think this is going to just rug pull and my money's going to all be gone. Um, so like for yield nodes, I don't I don't know their five year future. But I know their short-term future is strong, and I'm very confident they're not going to rug pull since I know, have the addresses of all the founders and everything. Right. And um, so, so that's kind of how I how I uh, look at. Yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. Now you do a lot of it live as well. Do you ever get gut feelings, bad feelings with during these lives that like you've started to bring them on, but you might not necessarily want to invest, or those just don't make it on into content. Um, yeah, I do. I, I try not to, um, if I'm going to, I would rather, um, I'm very careful before I hurt a project because I don't want to be the cause of a project failing just because 
I had a gut feeling or um, so I'm very like generous with praise, but I'm I'm careful with my critiques just because I know that could really hurt them. And I might just not understand what they're doing. So I like my audience to pretty much make up their own mind. So I try not to be uh, probably the worst things are when they just don't answer questions. Like I'll if I ask a very specific question like, oh, how you know, are you using new investors funds to pay off old investors? Is this a you know, is it a Ponzi? And yeah. they just kind of say, oh, no. And I'll be like, oh, so where does the revenue come from? And they'll be like, oh, it comes from new investors. And then I'll like try to word it around. Like, Some okay, red maybe flags you didn't there. understand what I'm saying. But I'm pretty careful to not like just flat out say, I think this is a stupid project. It's not going to work. Fair, um, fair enough. In terms of like bringing someone onto your AMA with potential, or I guess, do you bring them onto your AMA after you invest, let's say, or is it? Like which in the process is it? Because I know you do a lot of things live, which is great, right? You ask them in real time. Uh, have you made up your decision prior to that or not? I guess it's... Some, sometimes I have, but usually, so usually like my recorded videos are the projects that like, hey, I've invested in this. I'm invested in this. I'm invested in right. this. And then the live AMAs are more like, hey, here, watch my process for how cool. I decide how much I'm going to put into that. Sometimes it'll be a project that I already have put a bunch in, but Usually if it's like a project I'm really excited about, I'll have a dedicated video where uh, I don't need them to come on because I already understand it really well. Yeah. Um, so usually the live AMAs are more just like, hey, watch my process for how I would make my decision on this. I, yeah, I really like that. So then do you have um, like a general uh, knowledge base you could give out to new investors on like maybe some red flags we're looking at? If, if we do attend some of your AMAs, um, like you said before, investors money, uh, paying off new investors as well. Are there some other things that you try to suss out before in this AMA, uh, the points you have to hit? Um, so I kind of have like my general principles. So I try to educate as much as I can and then let people make their own decisions. So rather than like, hey, don't invest in this, don't invest in this. I try to I, like what we were just talking about. Hey, when is your ROI on this project going to be? If it's going to be four months, do you think it can last four months based on what you see and what you see in the market? Um, a lot of these, you know, Ponzi type projects, yeah, you might get your ROI in three months, but most of these aren't lasting three months right now. So, you know, I try to educate along those lines. Whereas if the market improves, maybe even if it's a Ponzi scheme, I might still get in early just because I know I'll, it's going to last three months easy. And then yeah. I know I'll still be good. So I more try to educate. I mean, there's some like principles that are like diversify. If you have, uh, you know, don't put all your money into one really speculative project. Like there's that's just your a, venture capital guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Um, take your profit. So don't, I've talked to people who just compounded all through the bull market and then now we're in the bear market and they lost all their money. And so it's like, take your profit, always take profit. Don't just compound. People look at the numbers on compounding. They're like, yeah. oh, if I just only compound for five years, I'll be, a, you know, $10 million. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how crypto works. Like nothing, nothing. If you look back five years, there's not much here now that was there five years ago. Yeah. Um, the, so the top 50 years like that. Yeah, exactly. So then uh, would you mind sharing? I know we can probably find this on your YouTube channel, but maybe some of your biggest winners as well as your biggest losers. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, biggest winners, um, well, I'd have to say Yield Nodes is one of them. Um, it's the project I feel like best about right now. 
uh, drip. Um, I got into at a really good time. Um, and then it like 20 X after I got in and all the people that I got in originally, nice. they all 20 X also. And so that just created a lot of, uh, a, a lot of hype around yeah. it. And then a lot of people were like, Oh, James, good job getting everybody into drip at that time. Um, drip has not, it, the chart has not looked so good since at 20 X it's kind of been more on the downhill. So some people who got in at the top say, Oh, why'd you get me in at that time? And, um, so, you know, timing is a big part of that. So those are Huge. probably my two biggest winners. Um, biggest loser, which it's not dead. So, but Olympus Dow, um, I really believe in, and in long term, I believe in it, but I put in like 75 K as one of my first crypto moves mm -hmm. and it's gone very low yeah. now. Um, and same with strong block. Uh, I put in a lot of money. I bought 40 strong nodes and actually wow. I made quite a bit of money off of strong, but now it's basically worthless. Um, so those would probably be my two biggest losses. I know it's those uh, same with me. I was both in uh, Strong Block, and then um, Wonderland Time was the one yeah. that was right after Olympus, and it created incredible amounts of wealth. But yeah, it's it feels like either they have to have a proven track record of months and proper tokenomics, or you have to have your timing basically on par with uh, these launches. Yep, yep, and just market sentiment, like the bear market, like we're, the bear market and the bull market are just so clearly different. I mean, yeah. you can just look at the total crypto market cap and see what kind of market we're in. Okay, we were at three trillion, and now yeah. we've been one trillion, and we probably are a little under a trillion because we just kind of had a crash yesterday. Um, but just completely different market sentiments, and so and when that happens, yeah, the utility starts to play. It's what was making money because of Ponzinomics, and what actually is has some business principles that that are working. Yeah. Fair enough. So then you briefly talked about it uh, earlier in this interview, but what would you say motivates you then? You you couldn't have retired. So does the fame, does success, does the money, what uh, is motivating you to continue to do this on YouTube and, and grow your following? Yeah, that's actually a great question. And that's something, you know, when you're uh, looking to make money, you don't think that much about like, why am I doing this? You just like when we go to work for our eight to five job, we kind of just, okay, I'm trying to make money to pay, pay the bills. Um, and it's not really until you start to get reach some of those financial goals where you start to have to think about now, what am I actually after? I don't need any more money. Um, so like, what am I actually trying to do here? What's what is motivating me? Um, and so it's been good for me. I'm a, uh, my faith is very important to me. So I'm a strong Christian. It says, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and so then I start thinking about, well, how can I help the people around me? And so for my direct people around me, like my, my family and friends, um, they do need financial help. A lot of times that's, a, that's what a lot of people need is financial help. So just, okay, can I put myself in a better position where not only are my family's needs met, but I can meet my parents' needs and my siblings' needs and things like that. Um, and then also like just financial education and helping people. Um, one thing that I really, I hated working nine to five. Like I just hated it. You didn't have time for anything else in your life. You were tired yeah. all evening. Um, so helping people, if you don't like your nine to five, helping people start to make some steps to get out of that, like it really fires me up. Like, Hey, they were able to quit yeah. their job for, for passive income. Um, that's so amazing. that's really what I'm about trying to help. 
That's incredible. So then have you been self-taught in terms of the video editing or do you have uh, maybe some employees, obviously, as the channel grows and you're pumping out a ton of videos, you might need some help. Yeah, so I have I do have a very good assistant who helps work through all the collab requests. I get yeah probably five or six collab requests a day. And so I do have to he looks through kind of initially and says um, one of the things we yeah, one of the things we ask is like, what what makes you unique? And if they say like, oh, we have a tax on buys and sells or, or something that doesn't actually make it unique, then he knows, okay, let's just say yeah. no to that, say no to that. Um, so he helps look through those and he helps keep my schedule organized um, for how, you know, how often we're going to do these and things like that. Um, I have a great thumbnail designer. But actually, like the videos themselves, I kind of like they're I don't really edit them very much. Like I just kind of I use my iMac camera and a $70 mic that I got and I just film myself. Usually it's me in the screen and then I don't really edit it at all. So, you know, it takes me maybe 20 minutes to edit. Um, and eventually I've had a lot of people tell me, hey, you should if you work on your production quality, um, you'll grow faster. But you know, one thing with it's a I debate. don't need the money. Yeah. It, yeah. And one thing is I don't need the money. I don't really want to do things that I don't want to do. And so it's just, Hey, I enjoy just me in a screen. And uh, so I I'm going to do that at least for the foreseeable future. Well, again, people take different things, right? That's your, uh, your thing. It, it comes across way more personable. There's not a lot of editing. Right. And, and so, yeah, there's a whole debate as to, you got to change shots every eight seconds in your YouTube video or your attention's gone. But again, if people get to know you as a person and obviously follow you, then it resonates way longer and you're much more likely to have them follow you for a longer period of time. Yeah, I agree. And part of, and we can teach people to pay attention to things online for more than eight seconds. You know, like we we're in this TikTok YouTube short uh, culture right now, but one thing I want to do is help people. Hey, pay attention, like learn something, yeah. you know, for, for 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Crypto is incredibly like people want instant gratification. They want to get it to the moon. But of course, finance takes a long time and it takes a lot of um, dedication to yeah growing that. So that's very cool to hear your, your motivations behind uh, what you're doing. So then what uh, would like a typical day in James's life look like? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, So usually I, I wake up, 6:30 or so and then first thing I do is I eat a protein bar and drink a cup of coffee and then I read my bible and just kind of pray through the day and get myself grounded and make sure uh, we're we're always tempted to think about the stuff here and now but I'm always trying to think about okay how does this affect you know eternity how does this affect you know the people in my life and um so I do that for 30 minutes or or so my kids all homeschool so they usually wander into my office sometime in the morning and just, you know, have goofy stuff. They're 10, eight and six. Now so they always have stuff. Cut you off. Sorry, before you finish that uh, no. little chat there, do you believe your children should go to university if uh, you homeschool them? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I have, so I have a curriculum that I want to teach them in high school. Like I want to teach my kids customer support, sales, marketing i don't know we like we teach our kids such silly things that when you get into the world it's like algebra yeah it's like okay that was not as helpful for me and, and so i made a list of like hey here are 15 things i wish i would have learned 
um, you know, yeah. investing, um, things like that. Um, well, I really want to teach my kids university. It depends what they want to do with their yeah. future. Yeah. So like, if you want to be a doctor, you have to go to university. There's not going to be any way to get around that. If you want to be a lawyer, you have to go to university, but you're probably not. Well, I guess you of course let your kids decide for themselves, but you're probably not a huge proponent of being like, you should be a doctor kind of thing. Yeah, no, I don't. I, you know, I want to let them make, I don't want to uh, take my, um, yeah, I would never become a doctor or a lawyer because it's not scalable. <laughs> like I'm yeah. all about, I want to scale, right. you know, as much as I can. Very cool. Um, but again, I kind of want to just let them do their thing. Like one of my sons, he's like, I want to be a policeman. And there's a part of me who's like, no, you should be an investor or a YouTube crypto guy. But um, I'm kind of just like, hey, we'll see yeah. what you want to do. If you want to be a policeman, then, you know, college is probably going to, you know, serve you well in that pursuit. Um, but we'll just kind of sure. take it. They're young still. Yeah, so. I, it, it's a question of mine. I don't, I turned 30 this year. I don't have kids, but uh, it's always a question I have because I myself went to university as well. Um in, I got a business degree in marketing, but uh, taught me so much more soft skills, interpersonal than what uh, I actually learned on that side of things. So um, I'm not certain I would do it over again, but uh, of course I don't regret it because it's led me to where I am today. So, right. It's all, it makes you, a, it's a part of who you are. Um, one thing I didn't like about call, I actually dropped out of school, um, but I didn't like that they would give me a sign. So they would give me work to do and I would do all the work. And then I would pay them. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's the opposite of when I go to work, I have a boss and he tells yeah. me what to do and I do it, but then he pays me. And so I just really didn't like school because I do all this work and then I gave them money. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. And so I eventually I dropped, I had a company call me and say, how much will we need to pay you for you to drop out and come work here? And I said, Very cool. Little do you know, but 10 bucks, I'll come do it. And uh, so that's, that's I awesome actually to did hear. drop out, but I don't recommend dropping out to everyone. Yeah, fair. I, again, you had conviction in what you were doing and thought you might be more successful doing that. Uh, part part of my some of my classes, like I would pick up the book from the library, pay five hundred dollars for that book, and then just not even show up to the class because all they would do is just read the book in the class. It's like, why am I even coming? To... So yep. the new well, age now of with YouTube, YouTube, I was about to and, say, yeah, yeah, courses online, and and information is changing so fast. Yeah. Like I was in computer engineering and at the University of Nebraska, not to say anything bad about it, but they were teaching the same computer course that they had done since like the 70s. C++. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Data structures in C++. And I'm like, okay, this yeah. is not what we need to be learning if we want to succeed where the, where it is now. And, you know, I, I was in charge of hiring at one of my companies and we'd have people come in with master's degrees in computer science. And I'd say, man, you're not qualified. You don't know anything about now. Like, yeah. you know, a ton about you could build a computer from scratch, maybe. Yeah. But you have no idea how to program for the Internet or or something like that. So your programming background, you probably are quite uh, versed in going through these contracts yourself, understanding script and everything like that. Uh, I can, um, but I've actually found that's not the most, it's not the best use of my time because um, I think meeting the people behind them is actually better just because there's so many pivots that have to happen. Like even if it's perfect code, like usually the projects I've lost money on or that have rug pulled have not been ones with bad contracts. Um, it's just been bad people with good contracts, you know? Fair. And so 
and, and people say it's all about the code, but I don't really buy into that because um, like there's, there's back doors and there, I mean, you'd have to spend so much time to see all the code um, to know that, that, you know, it was perfectly sound in every way. Um, so I'm actually, I'd rather talk to the people. If I have an hour, I'd rather talk to the people. For instance, some of these, I guess, more complicated where you're, you're, you're bridging swaps, you're, you're exchanging, uh, it probably did help slightly in that, in that aspect. Um, whether it be, um, I guess the actual technology of blockchain is quite difficult for some people to understand, but, uh, maybe this helped you early on to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely, especially with like like flash loan flash loan exploits, for example. Like I could understand, and my brain automatically goes towards that. Where oh hey, there's a way that you can take advantage of code if yeah. you're able to do this. You know, and my your my brain starts going towards some of those things. Sniper uh, and then bots. like obviously yeah. back when there was more uh, honeypot type contracts where there you could deposit, but there was no way to withdraw. Well, you right. can see that pretty clearly in the contract if you go look at it. Um, now there's even there's tools that do it for you. Like you can check, hey, is there a way to withdraw out of this contract, or can you only deposit in? Um, right. And you know those audit the audit companies I think do a better job than I could usually. So if anyway. they have an audit, I would see that is probably better than me looking through it myself. Fair, uh, but it definitely in in understanding how smart contracts work and all that, my programming background definitely has helped with that. Do you do any mining uh, if you're decent with uh, computers? I do. Yep. I have an L3 Plus, which is my little miner for Litecoin and Dogecoin. And then I have uh, two KD5s, uh, Kadena and a KD6. Um, nice. Those are very large and hot and take a lot of power. Yeah. And uh, the price of Kadena is way down, so they're not as profitable as they once were. Um, but yeah, I do, I do mining. It's a good conversation starter when people come over for sure. Fair enough. Do you do any GPU mining or mostly uh, I, just the full machines? Yeah, I, uh, I don't on my computer. I, I have an off site GPU, cool. uh, miner that I did buy that that's not worked very well. Um, and who knows, it's doing Ethereum right now and who knows when the merge happens, what happens. how all that's going to work. Yeah. But yeah, I do have that, but it's not been very profitable. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, continuing your sort of day in the life, I saw you're doing some traveling as well. Um, so after your kids sort of bother you at the very beginning, uh, you then, how, how do you continue your day? You looking to obviously meet all these projects? Are the, is it in person? I know you were just in uh, Malta. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, usually then I have maybe th four meetings a day, which is, you know, usually my live AMA and then three other people that I just need to catch up with for one thing or another, like, like a podcast, you know, or something like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for projects that I'm super heavily invested in, um, I do, I do like to meet the people, you know, if I have a hundred, like you'll notice if I have $170,000 with them, yeah. It seems worth it to me to go 100%. visit them and like make sure it's all, you know, paying the two or $3,000 to get over there is worth it Yeah. Um, in that case. Um, so I would say most projects I've not met in person, uh, but I, some people saw my yield nodes audit. And then um, I'm going to be going to Dubai to audit um, Project 79, which is a gold, uh, gold arbitrage one. Okay. So I think some some people saw, oh, you did that audit. And, you know, that puts a lot of trust in the project. 
would, do you want to come do that here? Do you want to come that here? So I've gotten a few more invites for doing stuff Very like cool. that. Um, I do like traveling. Um, but it, it's kind of a, it's hard because my kids are 10, eight and six. Yeah. And so they're kind of hard to travel with them, but I don't want to travel too much without them either. Right. So, um, I don't want to take them on the 19 hour flight to Dubai for sure. No kidding. Um, but, uh, I do love to travel. We did a five week road trip where I just took my laptop and did all my videos on my laptop. And we went all across the Western United States awesome. for five weeks. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. So. Great family time then. So other than, uh, you got Dubai coming up. Do you have uh, any other trips planned, I guess, this year? Um, That's a great question. Um, For work, I don't. I, I'm going out to visit. Um, my brother lives in Tennessee and he lives uh, he lives kind of near Jesse Eckel, who's a okay. YouTuber yeah. also. So I, when I go out there, I try to meet up with him. Um, so I'll probably do that. I don't think I have a lot of other work trips. I, I, I get out to LA, um, for conferences every now and then. In fact, I I'm speaking, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I should know the name of it, but there's a, there's a crypto conference in LA in October that I think I'm speaking at. So nice. I assume I'll be going yeah. to that. Um, so LA, you know, every few months and then Tennessee, and then I'm going to Dubai, but that's, that's all that's on my agenda for the rest of the year as of now. But, uh, one nice thing about being a YouTuber is it can change yeah. and I just take my laptop with me and it's, you know, pretty much the same no matter where I'm at. So yeah, very cool business model that, to uh, be a part of in this day and age. My next question would then be. Are you planning any businesses you're trying to grow other than your YouTube? Do you have business plans for it? Uh, like you said, you're just growing your portfolio, not so much interested in the influence behind it. Um, are there uh, sort of any future business plans you have stewing? Oh, man, so many. This is the, the challenge of my life is uh, more ideas than time to execute um, I kind of find that by the time I get done with all my YouTube stuff, I have like energy to do like one additional task in addition to my influencing. Um, so yeah, I do. I, um, man, I don't even know where to begin. I want to get a training course for helping people get into crypto. Cause I have a lot of people that watch my videos and they're like, we don't understand oh, where to what start. your videos are about. So I'm doing a, I'm working on a training course to get people into crypto um, cool. I'd like to get started on like TikTok um, because that's, you know, that's how you reach the next generation. Yeah. And I don't really do anything on TikTok right now. So I want to start doing some of that. Um, I have a ton of, uh, you know, when, when you have an audience, all sorts of like affiliate type offers and products start coming to mind of like, hey, my audience would really benefit from, you know, even like book recommendations. Yeah where you use your Amazon affiliate link and, you know, you get $2 for every book that they sell. Um, but even stuff like that, like you just, you start thinking about what would be helpful for my audience and also helpful for me financially. Bringing um, more streams. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. yep. So I got all sorts. I actually have a marker board over here with just a list of like different ideas for, for businesses. Um, and I get frustrated that I can't get them all going as fast as I want to. So fair enough. Yeah. It's funny. Cause right in front of me is have a huge whiteboard as well too. I yeah. think probably all YouTubers might be the same there. We just yeah. got ideas plastered everywhere. So yeah. And pretty much every day I wake up like super motivated to get them all done. But then after, by the time I do my AMA 
And then like today I had to Twitter spaces and I had to reply to a bunch of emails and then make a video. And then by the time I get to like, okay, I'm done with my like daily tasks. I'm like out of energy to, you know, okay, go build your training course now. Yeah. Um, usually by that time I'm out of energy. So eventually I'll get it done. All right. So yeah, the last uh, couple of questions I had for you were regarding YouTube. So with everything you've been doing, where have you seen uh, success? Obviously some videos do really well. Some videos don't do too well. What kind of things do you focus on? I know you're really in passive income, um, but is there uh, sort of more criteria when uh, you're making your videos? Yes. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think people are kind of uh, tired of like shill, like sell this project, sell this project. Uh, there's like, there's a plethora of things for people to invest in. So they don't always need like, Hey, here's a new project that you can take a look at. Um, I think what resonates most with people is when I just am like upfront about, Hey, I put a thousand dollars into this. This is how much I made. I put 5,000 into this. This is how much I made. And those videos seem to do the best. Like I do every month I just do, Hey, here were my numbers for July. And those are always the most viewed videos. Um, living and, a little uh, vicariously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think just, yeah, transparency too. And just like, yeah, you feel like, you know, me and, and that's really the best way to see which projects are working anyways is like, Hey, where did he actually put his money and actually make money from it? Um, so yeah, those would definitely do the best. And I think the shield type videos used to work really well, but just as we've seen so many projects fail, um, people just are not really interested that interested in like, Oh, here's a new project and here's what it's doing. So it's not going to three X like the last bull run, everything yep. you talk about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then it's basically an, a new business model to, to become a YouTuber. So for all of these young kids, I guess the the main job they want to become is a YouTuber when they when they grow up. Uh, have you started to turn? Uh, you've always been doing very well in your investments, but have you started to turn your YouTube into a business as well? I know a lot of the money um, from starting YouTube channel doesn't come from AdSense, so it is exploring those uh, revenue streams and and showing that the next generation it's completely possible. Yeah, you know, really, well, and I learned this in my uh, old business, but I mean, if you get a following of any kind, there's an infinite number of ways to monetize that. Um, like, there's just an infinite number of ways. So really, that's what I would say is, um, if you want to be an influencer, um, rather than thinking first, how am I going to monetize this, I would think first, just how can I provide value in a way that gets a following of some kind. And then I don't blame influence, obviously, because I'm one of them, but I don't blame influencers for trying to monetize then their audience. Like, um, it's not a charity, you know, it's not like I'm running a nonprofit here where it's like, right. I just want to help everybody. And I don't care if I ever get anything out of it. Um, but once you get an audience, a following, then ways to monetize that are going to just, they're going to pop up. And so you don't have to worry that much about that. So yeah, like affiliates have been a big, thing and then you have to be careful with affiliates like i don't want to push things that i don't believe in just because right. i get affiliate commission for it but like if it's a project i love and it has a referral system then it's like okay why would i not like yield nodes like right. well, why would i not share my referral link for yield nodes and get a percentage then of everybody that i bring in um and uh so yeah that's what i would say you're right youtube ads don't make hardly any money um you know even when i at the peak uh in the bull market where I was getting, you know, a few million views, 
Uh, I'm still making maybe 2K a month off of ad revenue. Like it's just not very much um, yeah. compared to what you can do with affiliate links and things like that. Money yeah, is sort of one, create one piece of content and then try to bring different streams uh, from that. So then I also see you have a decent following on Twitter. Did this go hand in hand with YouTube? Did one pop off before? Have you tried to uh, basically move your audience to other social platforms? You said you wanted to potentially get into TikTok, but how uh, how have you built those two in conjunction together? Yeah, so I started with YouTube and I had never had a Twitter account. Um, but then what I found with YouTube was I have a lot of thoughts through the day. And YouTube, you can only really do like one thought every one a day, maybe, or one every few days. Um, and it has to be a long thought too. Like you can't just, yeah. if you just have like one quick thought, YouTube's not the right place to make a video about, you know, this book I just read. What do you guys think about it? And so then I was like, you know what, I'll just start it. So I started my Twitter account in like December or maybe January of this year. Um, and then I just kind of started like on Twitter posting more like my random thoughts. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of, my Twitter did, uh, grew faster than my YouTube. I thought it might pass it up, but you kind of reach these plateaus where like everybody in the space is following you, but then you kind of saturate right. the space. And uh, so they're sitting at about the same right now, but yeah, Twitter's my more like random thoughts all day long. I probably tweet 10 times a day, maybe. And then YouTube's like, here's an organized thought, you know, once a day or once every other day. And now do you do any kind of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, newsletters or do you have an email list or anything like that? Uh, I do. Um, so right now, um, if jamespeltoncrypto.com is something I'm working on, but I right now it's just a newsletter sign up. And my newsletter is essentially just like my favorite four videos from the last I, I, I can't remember. I have a team, social media team that they send awesome. it out either monthly or or biweekly. Um, and they've been they've been really helpful. Um, they turn some of my videos into like YouTube shorts. Nice. And they turn some of them into uh, TikToks. Um, but I, I want to have like a more hands on approach with TikTok because I think right. um, just taking YouTube videos and putting them on there has not been super successful. I've uh, I've heard that uh, again, it's no one knows really what the algorithm is, but creating the actual content inside of TikTok compared to uh, creating it and then posting it to TikTok sort of thing may or may not help. Who knows again, but yeah. Yeah. And TikTok, just like the people are looking for something different when you're scrolling through, right. you're not looking for like a snippet from another video really. So um, I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I don't have a TikTok plan right now. Jesse Eckel, uh, again, is big on TikTok. He did TikTok before YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it's been a big part of his success. So uh, looking to learn from him. I'm actually texting with him right now saying, hey, what do you do? What do you do on TikTok? And what do you yeah. think I should do? So uh, you take that uh, same little challenge process that like, yeah, that for sure are TikToks like. 100% I could see sort of like how he did so well his road to a million right it's a challenge and each week you have to follow along for and you keep coming back for that so I could totally totally see how you could fit that into there so yeah yeah I have like a I have a plan for TikTok but I just have to decide if it's worth the effort mm. to like you know I put so much focus on my YouTube and Twitter and it's like now do I want to put that much focus on my TikTok because I'd almost rather if I'm not going to put full focus on it I'd almost rather not have it Rather well, than just have like a TikTok that I, you know, I put a TikTok up once a month or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, so I have to really decide if it's something I'm going to commit to and like, you know, yeah. do it regularly. Um, so I'm still, still trying to decide on that. That's funny. You're, you're texting Jesse. Cause I chatted to him about TikTok as well too. And he said it was very hard to bring uh, his TikTok following over to YouTube. And it's just a completely different monetization kind of uh, business model. So yeah, TikToks are, he probably has mentioned as well, but like three a day, like you got to be hammering those, I guess, if you have at least three thoughts a day, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just not, I'm not totally sure. And like you said, is it going to help? My you because my I think my YouTube is probably my Core. main focus. So mm-hmm. is TikTok going to help support that, or is it going to become its own thing where now it's competing with YouTube and I have to like decide: Am I going to do my three TikToks or am I going to get my YouTube video out today? And um, so yeah, fair enough. Yeah, makes sense. I guess we all probably thought about it. Uh, one of my last questions is: What excites you right now? What are you looking forward to uh, in the near future that you're most excited for? Uh, so I, I'm really, what makes me really excited, well, is yeah, helping people quit their nine to five job, but helping people that aren't in crypto get into crypto and not necessarily like moving all your investments over to crypto, but adding it as a part of your portfolio, like a, a really profitable part of your portfolio. Um, and uh, just helping change people's financial lives through that. And and helping educate them through that, because when you go from traditional investing into crypto, um, which is crypto is more like venture capital, but there's a lot of new things that you have to learn and think through that you don't if you're just giving your money to a financial advisor. Um, so, yeah, educating people on that, uh, helping people get out of jobs they don't like, um, getting people into crypto, because I, I do believe the blockchain is the internet of, you know, 20 years ago, where it's like the next technology that um, I think if you look forward 10 years, every business is going to be affected by the blockchain in one way or another. And so like helping people make that transition um, technology wise too, sorry, not to ramble too long, but um, there's a lot of cool technology that is ready to go. And it's just kind of waiting on uh, logistics, but like uh, BioFi is doing biometric data on the blockchain. And like Very they cool. basically have it set up where you can do um, never have to type in a password again. Like you can get all websites into the blockchain with biometrics. So you're just your face, uh, your face will Wild. get you into every website. Um, there's a drone company that has, they have autonomous drone delivery ready to go, like for food delivery. Um, and they're just working with the FAA for yeah. like, hey, logistically, how can we make this work? But I mean, that's going to be, I mean, if if you order something and your food comes in 10 minutes from a drone, like that's mm-hmm. that's an exciting uh, place to be. And I think it's we're not too far away from a lot of that stuff. Um, so I'm excited to be here as part of it. And I want to help transition people uh, yeah. kind of into the new technology. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And it's great to hear your story. You're a super genuine guy. Obviously, that's really helping your uh, your following. And it's great that uh, I've started following as well, too, because it's great to see you grow and, and do that. So I want to thank you again for taking the time and chatting with me, sharing your story. Loved it. I learned a bunch. Going to obviously do some research on some of these projects you're super excited about as well. Um, but if you just had anything else you wanted to maybe share with my audience, I'll have... Uh, links to your channel make sure to go and check you out as well but again yeah thank you 
Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing me on. It's a lot of fun just to kind of talk through and even like remembering my story is kind of like, oh, yeah, that was it's been a fun journey uh, so far. Um, I think like the main things I would want to tell the people as we kind of close here is, um, yeah, please do come follow me on YouTube. That's great. But I really want people too to think about um, not just not just get rich is like I see a lot of young men, especially that are like, I just want to get rich. And just realizing there's more to life and there's, you know, me being very faith oriented, there, there's a lot more to life than just getting rich. And so just getting young men, especially to be thinking, you know, how can I help people? What What's going to happen to me after I die? If I make all this money and then I die, you know, what, what happens to me then? Um, and things like that. Uh, just don't lose sight of those things as we're out here chasing our, you know, huge returns and things like that. Awesome, James. Well, again. Thanks for your time, and uh, I hope to catch up with you soon. Yeah, awesome, man. Appreciate it.